and welcome back with Perspectives. We are your lovely co-hosts. That is Lissette. And I am Martina. Uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, today, whether you're listening, watching, or you have done both. That'd be great too. And it really helps us out. We love y'all. Um, you know, we are back today uh, talking about, you know, our weight loss journey. It's like, you know, a little series we've got now. Because by this mm -hmm. point, you should have seen like the first two videos. Yeah. If you have not, I would say go back and watch those. Um, you can do that right now or you can do it afterwards. But you should really go back and watch, you know. Uh, we have some good information and talking about our journey. With the first video, you know, we really just kind of started to get into like the history of insurance because we were doing a lot of deep dives. And we started talking about insurance. You know, we two people that's in healthcare and you know public health. And so we were looking into insurance and how insurance are just bad. But have but did they start to be bad? Were they always bad? That was not the intention. Um, and then we talked about what well, universal health care was a whole thing, but we 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 brought it full circle and brought it back to talk about our weight loss journey. And then in this last video, we got more into yes, our personal. Uh, journeys that we're on because we're both on these popular drugs that are pharmaceuticals uh, that are prescription medication when we say disclaimer. drug disclaimer um uh Lisette is on Majaro 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 and I'm on Ozempic and so we just went and talked about our experience to date and you know now we're back and just doing this third installment and uh per usual I'll kick it over to Lisette to get us going. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we, on this episode, I think we're just going to go into, uh, maybe we talk a little bit more about the, the controversy that really revolves around these medications, um, the role that um, insurance plays <laughs> into um, access to the medication and even just how people perceive the medication as well because there's a, a, a lot of perception around uh, the these medications um, and really just the, the healthcare kind of industry that um, from like actual healthcare to like health fitness and gurus I know we touched a little bit in one of the the previous episodes in the first episode on this uh, we touched a little bit about just some of the some of that, but I think we're just gonna, you know, dig in. If you hear a beeping noise, that's just it. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I was like, it's right next to me, but clearly I didn't hear it. I just wanted to make sure you did hear a beeping noise. <laughs> um, that's our alarm. <laughs> it turned off. <laughs> I really can't hear it. I had no beep beep. Okay. All right. Well, I guess you know what? the noise suppression on zoom works you know i guess that's a good point you know and like i you know at in my place of employment we use teams and i promise you, i can't hear nothing like people are like i'm sorry like there's construction going on or my kid was yelling i hear nothing honestly like so i appreciate it uh you know i do because um nobody wants to hear that but if you do is hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. It's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. Speaking of the world we live in, weight loss, consciousness. Yes. So 
I know I shared in the previous episode that I follow um, some individuals, early women who are taking, uh, whether it's Manjaro or Zempic. There's also Wagobi. But what I found out, what I found out was that Ozempic and Wagobi are essentially the same medication. See, pharmaceuticals. It's just that, I forget who the manufacturer is, um, that Wagovi is marketed for weight loss only. And Ozempic is for type 2 diabetes, but they're essentially the same medication. I was like, ain't that... That's some bullshit. That sounds so interesting because... So that W one, you know, I, I can't do these names. Um, that W one, so yeah. that one does not help control any sort of medical conditions. It's not, it doesn't like help with like, you know, A1C. I think, like I think it does. Cause I, from what I've heard, some more like experts say like, it's the same medication. It's just marketed differently. That's so strange. Okay. That's. So I'm like, I th- because I think they just, I don't know, they wanted more money. They wanted, I don't know. It's always money. This world is greedy. That's Capitalism, you know. Capitalism. Um, but so back to what I was saying. Who, uh, so I follow, you know, you know, primarily women. And a lot of them, you know, have shared, you know, that they, you know, were obese. They had insulin resistance and all these things and one of the the common sort of themes that I've seen particularly those that are not taking it for type 2 particularly the one that I'm on so Manjaro right now is only I think like FDA approved for type 2 diabetes like that's it's it doesn't have um the approval for uh for weight loss but there are people who are accessing it just for weight loss um and a lot of the pushback is either you're stealing medication from type two diabetics, um, which isn't isn't true. Nobody's stealing a medication. Um, or why don't you just go to the gym, eat better, um, and do that? So those are like the two things that I've seen um, around this, right? Like these two things of like either you're stealing medication from type 2 diabetics or you should be doing, you know, the traditional route of like, you know, and, and as someone who has struggled with weight their whole life, mm-hmm. diet and exercise isn't always enough um, because you can have the best intentions. Like you are out here starving yourself having the salads eating counting your calories doing the exercises for a couple months and maybe you lose five pounds maybe. you know and sometimes particularly i think women women who have other underlying conditions that, are, that aren't you know what people would say like oh it's not type two or, or anything um I was like it is harder and I know you mentioned in a previous episode about that and and sort of touched on it Um, but it's just interesting to kind of see this backlash because I know you are on Ozempic that's plastered all over the news Um, I think it says like January (laughs) we saw that Um, and all these last year I feel well last year 
yeah authentic yeah so it's like this this sort of idea of like and then you know people are like oh nobody knows the long-term you know side effects or no you know like all these things and i'm like these weight loss medications have actually been around for what again someone who's like learning is like they've been around for a while um and i'm like but you know you have to some people have shared like you outweigh the risks versus where you could be going Mm -hmm. right like you could be down a path where you are having you know high cholesterol high blood pressure and type 2 diabetes and to get all those under control without assistance that's hard like you and I are in public health have been you know around healthcare and know how hard it is I mean I've I've heard doctors talk about you know, best practices with people who have, um, you know, comorbidities. Like it's, it's hard because, you know, you're talking about different medications. You might be taking two medications for one of them and then another one. And then you have like four or five medications that you're taking. Um, Plus you're asking them to uh, eat better, to lose weight, to exercise more. and it's tough. And, you know, if you go back and, and listen to the last episode, you know, I shared just how helpful this medication has been from a weight loss, you know, perspective, um, not just the type two, but like, and, and being able to have that ability to make the better choices, because I didn't always make the better choices. Um, because there, it was just, I don't know if it was just addiction to sugar, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, you know, there are now evidence that sugar is addicting and, you know, all these things. And it's like, this is helping people make better choices and prevent. Um, but it's just kind of fascinating. But it's also sad to just hear people really just bash other people who are taking it just for weight loss as if, I know I mentioned it before, you should suffer and you should have to like go through it without really thinking that if you're taking this medication nine out of ten times you've already these are individuals that have done everything that they could like for the most part it's I it's rare that I see someone says like oh I'm taking it just to lose like 10 pounds like I've, I've not seen somebody at least in my sort of bubble that I have on social media that is is doing that are there people probably you know who kind of use that but most individuals I've seen are are are, are women or men who have had to lose a hundred pounds or more you know who are losing 50 pounds or more you know and and who have who have shared like I've struggled you know I've you know I just haven't been able to to lose it um but yeah like I'll pause and let you Martina kind of yeah we live in a world of assholes and you know everyone has one and there's a saying that I was about to say but I forgot but I think you know this to say world of assholes and we live in a world of people very vain um and it, to me it's you know again I think I've said this in maybe the first video we did on this this is really not anyone's business but the person who's going through it and their care team and their and their doctor, you know. So I'm like, people, you know, are saying that, well, it's you know, kind of a lot of different controversies, but 
you know, people are taken away from those who really have the diagnosis. And um, why do you want to take it to lose weight? Again, I think, why is it anybody's business? And if, again, I just think like in this country, we're so like focused on being reactionary that we're not even seeing how people are using this to be preventative. And I just, again, it's just like, like you said, people be like, oh, why are you taking it? Why don't you just go eat healthy and work out? Looks Chad and Becky. And Maggie, Maggie, well, said Becky. <laughs> Becky, Becky worked too. Um, like that's just not what works for everybody else. I mean, well, it works for people. And it's just so interesting and real shitty that people say, you know, you should just go do these sort of things. And hey, how do they know that you haven't? Yeah. You know, how do you know this person haven't? Most of these people, most of us in these situations have yeah. tried. And I think, you know, we also live in a world where people don't understand that some of these things are addiction. They are uh, hereditary. And for some reason, because people are assholes and they're so vain, they can't, their mind can't seem to get past some of these things that... Yeah. Some people really have a difficult time losing weight or people may have a difficult relationship with food. Like I have friends who are thinner than me, who are small and they have a tough relationship with food. They do. Um, and that I think for women in general, that's one thing that women always are going to be talking about. How much sugar in this? How many calories is that? How many carbs are in this? And, you know, some of it is because, yeah, you may, you know, you're trying to watch what you eat and eat healthier. But I think a lot of it is because we live in, a, in live in such a vain world where people just really don't understand. Or I would say maybe some people do understand, but they just don't care that these are really tough issues. And again, it could be, you know, comparable to an addiction in many ways. And people, you will want to define addiction and uh, how they want to. And, you know, I know we've talked about this is considered uh, obesity or weight loss is considered more of a, a physical, not a physical, um, a behavior yeah. ailment than like a physical. And I, I think that's bullshit too, because how are you going to tell somebody who's like have, they have maybe been big all their life and food has always yeah. been something. And maybe again, they have tried to lose weight. They've tried to eat the nasty broccoli sometime, you know, and that's, that's hard. You know, it's going to be really hard. And I just think people, just, I don't know, just feel like in, in this country, we have gotten to a point, this is very much a, tang a tangent, but we've gotten to a point where people just don't have any grace for anybody. They just like, and you know, again, going back to, you know, these TikToks and Instagrams, people think it's so easy, you know, for people to get up here and share their stories and talk about themselves and people just so judgmental, like, you know, people being open and uh, talking about the journeys that they're going through, or even if they're not, again, this is nobody's. I just feel like it's just not anyone's business. And if you don't have anything nice to say, you don't have to say anything at all. Because to me, there is nothing that will validate people being rude and just horrible towards other people. I mean, in general, but you know, we're talking about in relation to this, because I just don't understand. I just, people have say so many angry things about it. And it's like, why are you so hateful? That, that That's my, why are you so hateful? Um, I just don't, I, to me, I don't know. That's just like, I, I, I just, I just don't quite understand. Standing from that aspect, I just really, it's like nobody's business. If you don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. it's just, that's just my some thoughts. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think you, you bring up such a good point of like, it is, you know, an individual's 
you know journey right like and it's nobody's business what, what happens whether it's with your healthcare provider and those that you choose to share with um but because i think why ozempic in particular became such a uh, a hot topic you know over the last couple of months is because you, you you saw either celebrities being connected to the the medication um and this you know kind of idea of like oh you know celebrities are taking it like they're abusing it but at the end of the day we don't know if there's underlying issues if there's you know healthcare concerns as to why they took it you know things and it's like all you're seeing is this media portrayal of what is without you know because most celebrities don't either confirm or deny they just sort of let the the news cycle do its thing um so it's just interesting because like you mentioned like there's all these just people who are commenting and saying things and being hateful without really having any facts you know about really knowing what's going on or, or or what it is and yeah like you know we all have been struggling i'll include us because we're sharing this you know we've struggled with it and having something that is just helping you know prevent you know more chronic disease like you know lord forbid you get to a point where you're having heart attack strokes okay. you know and you know other thing that's like this is we're not a country that talks about prevention in healthcare a lot of the times mm-hmm. uh, because we do live in a capitalistic society you know, we're talking about it, it, it's money, like our health care. Yeah, they want to be sick. They want you to have a heart like attack. Our healthcare system yeah. is, a, is, is a money machine. Like yeah. it makes money for, you know, people, companies, and, you know, these, all these things. Like it's money. It's a business. Healthcare in this country is a business. Um, so they treat it as a business. Yeah. Um, which we can transition into talking about the actual pharmaceutical companies that are manufacturing these medications um and the cost associated with it um with the medication um i rem- if it wasn't for the savings card that 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 exists um this medication twelve hundred dollars out of pocket um because most insurance like i had mentioned in a previous episode don't cover it um you know and then even like ones that are covered, I mean, if you just look at the the price, if you don't have insurance, I was like, it's still in the thousands of dollars. And I'm like, well, how much does it even cost to manufacture this? It's not costing you a thousand dollars to manufacture it, you know? And it's the same with any medication. Like most medications don't cost an arm and a leg to manufacture but they definitely will up the price either for you to pay out of pocket or for your insurance to you know pay uh and cover that and it's just it's interesting because then I see people now thinking about oh what would be my plan b if I can't get this medication anymore like do I go to uh, a different you know medication like Owagovi or Zempic or like things like that those that are like Amanjaro because that's like the new kid on the block um and things like that so it, it's just interesting to see that 
a medication that's actually helping and really people are seeing great results with, you know, the, the one I'm on, uh, but not having insurance cover it. Like it's not part of, like I've learned so much thing that they're formulary, you know, mm-hmm. it's not part of it, you know? And then, and if you, you wanted to cover, you have to like, you know, go through this series of, you know, other medications that may or may not work for you. Um, and you have to try them out and there's these tears and all these things. And it's like, why, why do we continue to make it so hard? And it's not just this medication, like it's a lot of other, just, you know, medications that, you know, you like, oh, if it's not covered or this, and you have to go through all these, you know, barriers and sort of things that you have to go through to get it. It's like, how and why are we here? Um, because you know, like, look, I pay you like my paycheck gets money taken away so that you will cover things. And you're telling me that you're not gonna cover something that actually is helping me? Exactly. Like, that that makes no sense. Like, I was like, because why you it's not gonna make you money or you're gonna lose money. Like you're not losing money. Like insurance companies aren't losing money okay pharmaceutical companies aren't losing money like y'all are okay like you'll be fine so it's just just fascinating and like also just mind-boggling this whole kind of thing because you know I shared with you just the struggle that I go through every month (laughs) to get my medication (laughs) like your pharmacy like they should every month why why is this not in the system (laughs) every month it's the same thing it's either a processing issue it's also like you need to wait an additional five days before we can uh dispense this medication to you or you have to wait and I'm like oh I'm like okay like or you know like oh your insurance doesn't cover it like I know like it's we've been here before this is we've been in this circus already every month I'm here every month um and, it, and it's this thing where it's like because I've already had you know two prior authorizations base be requested for, for my insurance and then like they're gonna deny it like it's point blank like it's not covered you know although if someone knows how to appeal a prior authorization and maybe get some like hit me up help me figure this out because I would like this medication to be covered yeah because um, wow. I'm like it it's helping me. I, I need to uh, make a really good appeal on this. Um, but you know, again, like it's this, the same thing that we talk about, just this idea and it, and it makes me mad and just like upset because it's always like, you need to shame fat people. You need to make pe- fat people f- feel like they're less than, um, even when we're trying to do something that is going to help us be healthy or fit this image of health, you know, that society has, you know, and it's, it's frustrating as someone who has to live it and has to go through it on, you know, on a daily basis, like, you know, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not escaping this, you know, um, because it, it's been such a, a journey as being always 
you know, you know, the fat kid and then, you know, the fat adult and like the fat friend, like all these things that you and I have shared on this platform before. Um, and now to see it play out in such a, a national kind of stage and sort of seeing these conversations and, you know, I think I mentioned it in, in, in one of the last episodes of like, you have to vilify fatness and you have to do this um, on such a huge platform that it just doesn't make sense. And then you have, you have even healthcare providers, you know, coming out against it and, and saying, you know, things about like, oh, you know, this medication, like you're just going to, once you're off of it, you're going to just gain the, the weight back. And it's like, well, that's, it's a medication. If you have a chronic disease, which obesity is, you might have to be on some sort of medication for the rest of your life, just as any other person, when you have a chronic disease, you might have to once in a while take a medication to make sure you're always under control. Um, but because fatness isn't considered or isn't seen as a chronic disease by the majority of the people, then becomes that but I've said a lot so I'm gonna pause well I was trying to think I had so many different ideas but then they kind of went and they came back and then went again but I, you said about you know even doctors are coming out and saying oh you know you're just gonna gain the weight back that that is so negative that is just so negative why that is not the oath that you took now don't get me wrong I don't want a doctor that's gonna lie to me but there's something to be said about how you say something to someone, especially a patient. And you as their doctor, as a part of their care team, you should work with them. Like if you like, if, okay, if food is a big thing or has played a big part in their life and weight loss or just, you know, being fat has been a big thing, as their physician, you should wanna help them like not to gain that weight back. Like what can we do to make sure that you don't gain that weight back? Do we just to keep you on this medication? Do we make sure that, you know, that you're keeping to your eating habits? like? To me, that's just so negative to say as a doctor to be like, oh, you're just going to gain this weight back. You don't you don't need to be a doctor anymore. You don't need to be. That's just so negative. But a lot of doctors say shitty things like that. And, you know, I, I do. I have to, you know, give credit, though, where credit is due. I have had some really good doctors. I would say my my current physician that I have now, I've been with her and I got referred to her from one of my good friends. And she's awesome. I will say, you know. She, I've always, again, I've always been a big girl, been the big child and the big friends. And um, my doctor's like this skinny little, skinny little woman. Um, but, you know, she has, she's been there for me and has, um, where we talk about on here or talk about people experience where their doctors have been, always relate something back to their weight. You can come in there with like a splinter in your hand. Mm-hmm. Well, did you go running today? What does it have to do with yeah. the splinter in your hand? I, she has never done that to me. Knock on wood, hope she never does. But she has always been very understanding. And I just know like some doctors are just not that way. Obviously we're talking about the ones who are not. And to me, I don't know. I, I Again, with those who choose to go into that profession, I don't know if these people have always been that way or somewhere along the line, you start making too much money, you got too high, and you feel that you can talk to people like this. And I just yeah. think, again, I, I can appreciate a doctor being honest with me, but there's yeah. a way you say something to someone and to say things like that, that's just so unnecessary. Like that person, they probably know that. They're like, yeah, I have a big chance of gaining this weight back. I do. Yeah. 
That's the obvious. Like, let's talk about preventative. What can we do to keep you from gaining that weight back? Let's like keep you healthy. You know, I don't know. This is, I mean, that and then the whole, I mean, you already know how I feel about insurance. Hmm? Like we, I've bitched about insurance many times on here and insurance are just way overly involved in people's lives. And that is due to our government in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like we always go back to, it's very capitalistic. Yeah, They want you to fall out dead. Well, maybe not dead because they won't make any money off you if you're dead. But that's they so sad. You, that's so, they do. They do. And that's what, you know, it is sad. It's sad as hell. They want you to have that heart attack. They want you to have five different um, pre-existing conditions. Um, so you got to pay thousands of dollars, you know? And it's, again, you know, like we talked about in, in the first video for this series is that, you know, I forgot explicitly what that act was that was going to be passed back in the day that would have like put us on par with Europe to be able oh, to like, yeah, I can't remember it was yeah. almost, it was like almost like a universal health care yeah it was like a universal health care yeah. like so we've been having this is like a centuries old thing like this yes. universal health care in the United States is uh, it's always you know been a thing it's just a different name for it um but with that uh specific bill I think that they were trying to pass is like if that would have happened back then all these decades ago you know we might could have been where countries in Europe are where Canada is um but no because we think um hey I think a lot of people just think in terms if people are sick it's it's their fault you know like I, I just in a minute you know and yeah sometime it may be you know like the selfishness it, the selfishness of- <laughs> This is bleeding over into a whole different series. A whole other thing. But But it it really is, yeah. It is. It's the selfishness. And you know, like, hey, you know what? Someone who get lung cancer because they smoked cigarettes all their life. um, Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have been smoking cigarettes. We know. They know that. They know that. You know, but then, you know, I think about you like, my dad, you know, you know, fortunately he does not have, but my dad smoked for most of his life. We got to think my dad was born in 1950. Like he started smoking as a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a totally different way of life back then. But there are plenty of people who do have those stories that have ended up with certain illnesses and people, I don't know, like, again, people just don't have any sympathy for folks. And I, I, I don't know. I, I know this can be a double-edged sword. Like I know there are instances yeah. where people really do cause their illnesses because they just was fucking horrible. But and I'm not talking about that right now. I'm just talking about people who, you know, you got to understand where people have come from. Again, like we said, this is a lot of this with being obese or being overweight is hereditary. Um, it could all be, you know, how someone was raised. Like, what are the social determinants of health here? Like, why is this happening? You know, and again, we live in a world where people, they, I feel like they know these things, but they just don't care. They don't want to acknowledge it. They put all the blame back onto the person. They put it on the individual and give no ownership to the country, to the way systems are set up. None of that people want to take into consideration. They say, oh, well, you're going to blame it on anything. It's your fault. And that was my rant. I need some water now. No, but I think you bring up such a good point. I think something that I've seen touched on is, you know, people just solely focusing on the individual right and and the the responsibility of the individual and like what they have to do and what they should be doing and and what they haven't been doing and all these things when in reality 
you have to look at you know the whole picture mm-hmm. right you know I think about me growing up and what was around me and the environment and the access that I had um, or didn't have mm-hmm. right and, and and I look at our communities you know in Chicago the communities that you and I have worked uh in um and you know driving through Chicago you you see such a stark difference from community communities and what what access people have when it comes to the walkability of their community you know the the access to like healthy food I know we've talked about this previous episode like there's all these things that contribute to what people are like oh there's an obesity you know epidemic in, in the United States and it's like yeah, but you have to look deeper than just the individual and you have to look at the root causes, at the systems, at what has been put in place in a lot of our communities to keep people unhealthy, to, you know, deliberately keep us, you know, away from things that would help us, you know, be better and and have access, which leads then to generations of you know behave you know behavior or just you know things that are just passed down from generation to generation that now just become a part of your your environment and, and who you are and make and having to struggle to make those changes um it's not easy and I think that is like the core thing that I've just from hearing other people's journeys uh on these medications um and here, and you know, and us, you know, you and I sharing our, our drinks to each other, like, it's so much more than just diet and exercise. You know, I, I hear diet and exercise all the time. Okay. I, it's, it's around me and they're like, oh, just eat better, eat more vegetables, add more green, have a better salad, all these things, you know, and I'm like, it's not that easy. Like, I don't understand why people are like it's not an easy thing to do um because sometimes it's just genetics it's it's health it's something that you just have that is just is not allowing you to lose weight it is just you know you can be doing this like I know in the past I've done the things I like you said like we've all probably done everything that everyone has told us and it continues to tell us like and done the you know eating healthy like I you know mentioned before like counting calories or like oh drinking so much water so that you know it's just all these things and it's like I'm still the same like I it's just, it's just you know maybe I'll lose you know a total of 10 pounds after struggling and, and sort of having all these different things. And then you have, you know, people have mental breakdowns. People have these things because they're so focused on wanting to just lose the weight that you forget there's a whole other, you know, aspect of the, of this journey that you just kind of get lost in it and then sort of thinking that way. But, you know, I think, you know, insurance plays a role. I think the pharmaceutical companies, and how they, um, I don't know if they advocate or what they do, like what can they do to ensure that this medication that they're creating becomes accessible to people? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much, there's so much to talk about on that aspect of it. I, I, we don't have the time to get into <laughs> uh, uh, pharmaceutical you know, manufacturing companies and 
and sort of the accessibility of just medication um, in general and, and sort of what what that means to people and being able to have life-saving, uh, having access to life-saving medication. Because um, I honestly think the medications that we're taking, they're life-saving. Like, yes, they really can. You know, and, and like, yeah, are we fortunate to have uh, the ability to access it either through insurance or through, you know, other means, you know, for me, it'll be a period of time. My period of time will come to an end at some point, And then I'll have to figure out a plan B on what that's going to look like. If by the time, you know, um, being able to access that savings card ends, you know, what does that look like for me? Like what, what, what that'll be. So, you know, I think there'll be more to come from us too, uh, on this journey. Yes. Um, definitely want to explore more on uh the insurance side of things on you know the pharmaceutical companies you know who knows maybe we'll have people come and, and join us in the conversation uh from those two industries maybe who knows <laughs> um but you know we'll definitely you know want to have others share their journey as well and, and what they've kind of have experienced with with these medications so, you know we'll uh, hopefully be able to have some other individuals come and share um, their 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 process and their thoughts around the medication and how it's you know how it's helped them um, how it's maybe changed their lives um, uh, either you know for the better I hope <laughs> we all kind of well maybe not for the better you know we want to hear those stories too maybe yeah. something didn't work out you know everybody's body's different you know and you know maybe one medication didn't work but maybe the other one did you know and things like that so definitely uh this won't be the last episode uh, on this um you know martina and i will be on this journey for a while um and you know we'll, we'll definitely uh share a little bit more as you know we progress and, and see where we're at um but yeah i think this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this this topic that although we're talking about you know the medications and weight loss and obesity it's so much more deeper than just that topic it, it definitely is digging into the systems and the structures um and the role that um healthcare plays and the role that you know the systems play in healthcare that the role that the pharmaceutical companies and then the insurance plays and you know also our government like we didn't even we didn't even touch that we didn't even get into uh the role that our government plays in that but I'll kind of kick it over to you to kind of share some some final thoughts Martina I mean you did uh that was a nice synopsis that was a good wrap-up I just wanted to share one thing um you know we talk about TikTok all the time and that's never gonna stop (laughs) until something else you know comes on comes on that's better um but that, you know, talking about, you know, people just being so quick to judge people. I was watching this TikTok and I believe I saved it. This woman on there who I think she's gone through her own kind of battle with food. And she was talking about, you know, how she's trying to incorporate uh, more, more greens into like her day to day. And she was eating lunch in her car. And she basically, it's, it's like a three or five minute video where she's talking about, she's trying to help people basically say like, you know, if you don't like, you know, greens or like salads, but you want to try it, she was basically like giving people suggestions and giving them uh, recommendations on how to do it. And she was like, you know, 
maybe there's a certain, you know, sort of uh, green that you like, whether it's spinach, it's iceberg, maybe you like the crunchiness of that, maybe you like the taste of kale. You know, she's like, start with things that you like and add to it. She was like, you know, maybe you want to add some um, red onion, maybe you want to add tomato. She was like, you know, start small and then like build up over time because her salad, uh, it was pretty much just like greens. It was like, I think mm -hmm. she uh, might've had iceberg, she had sprouts, uh, she had some, it was a mixture and she we're like, I don't think she had much else. It wasn't like any, I think she did have some sort of protein. It might've been like uh, chickpeas or something she had in there. And her people in the comments were like, I feel so bad for people that didn't grow up liking vegetables. They were like, how do you not like vegetables? Mm. And I'm just, I mean, it wasn't a lot of people, but it was like, there were some comments in there. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, see, you grew up in a household, apparently what maybe you, you could afford vegetables or maybe, yeah. you know, even if you didn't, you know, maybe if, if you couldn't afford it, you had access to it somehow. Yeah. Um, and maybe for you also, even if it wasn't a matter of resource, maybe your parents, they didn't grow up eating vegetables. So when they had their own kids, that wasn't a focus for them. Maybe they didn't focus on teaching their kids how to eat vegetables. So it's like so many different ways that can be interpreted. And, you know, again, I don't know if these people were trying to be hateful or not, but I was like, that's the comment you could have kept to yourself. You know, everybody may not like, I don't like broccoli. That's why I mentioned it earlier. But will I force myself to eat it? Yes, I do. I'll yeah. force myself to eat it because it's healthy for me. And I didn't, I would say like, don't get me wrong, like, I think more now my mom and I eat healthier probably than, you know, probably in past years. But, you know, I did grow up with some vegetables. Broccoli was not necessarily one. But just to say, you don't always know somebody's struggle. This woman's on there trying to have an informational video to help people, tell them how to, you know, integrate this food into their life if it's something that they want. And people just like, oh, I feel so sad people who don't do that. How can you not like this? You don't know people's lives. So all just to say, um would love to hear from people um yeah. we just ask always that you are respectful if not we will you know we of course will bring it to your attention um but we would love to hear yeah people's journeys uh you know even if it's not you maybe it's a friend or a partner or a family member somebody you know who might be on this journey and um going through this and you know maybe they've had great experience maybe it's like they're still on it maybe some people haven't had a great one we would love to hear you know just um because we know this is such a hot topic and it has been for a few months now and um which is why we wanted to bring it here and talk about our experience but we'd love to hear from other folks and that's it all right well thank you martina for, for those final thoughts and sharing that and thank you to those that are are watching or, or listening to us um as martina mentioned please uh, share your thoughts, your comments. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can comment below. If you're listening to us, please reach out to us uh, on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can always find us there. Um, and yeah, we look forward to continuing this conversation. As if you've been uh, with us for a while, you know we we do series and we always circle back uh, uh, to the topic. Uh, later on, and, and like I mentioned earlier, we hope to kind of bring other voices. Yeah. Um, uh, to this this topic and to this table um, or around this and, and be able to kind of share a little bit more and 
we'll be continuing sharing about our journey, whether it's through here or even maybe on our social media, we'll yeah. uh, share some uh, quick updates there too. So make sure you're following us on, on Facebook and, and Instagram um, to kind of also hear a little bit uh, about our journeys on there as well. Um, but yeah, again, thank you. And we will see you and talk to you uh, next time. Bye. Thank you.